Welcome to the Sisterhood Hour Conversations podcast. Our conversations here will be an extension of the weekly Sisterhood Hour Twitter chat that takes place every Wednesday at 1pm CAT. Join my guests and I as we delve into the topics that impact us as women and explore the unique and sometimes similar life journeys that we're all on. The emphasis of the show is to empower, share experiences, as well as the lessons. It is not about excluding men. They are welcome to join conversation by not only listening and subscribing to this podcast, but by also being part of the positive movement in society to encourage healthier relationships with each other as partners, fathers, brothers, and friends. Sisterhood Our Conversations is a space that belongs to us as women, where we can be real and honest about our experiences, the past and present ones, as we plan and move forward to where we want to go and achieve what we want to. Join Sisterhood Our Conversations, where as women we are learning and growing, we challenge the status quo as we change the narrative through action, conversation and empowerment. Enjoy the episode. you? Quite a simple enough question, but when you're an organization, the one I'm talking about, which is Thank You, a social enterprise founded in Australia, when you're on that level and you're asking the likes of PNG and Unilever to say I'm in and to work with Thank You and to work with society as a whole, to flip the system in order to see the power of collective impact of voices around the world that are just part of one movement in the name of ending extreme poverty. It's such a powerful message, it's such a powerful campaign. I had a really great time having the conversation with one of the co-founders, Justine Flynn, and we got to talk about the campaign, thank you, Um, no small plan, everything that it encompasses, um, the journey from the beginning, the steps along the way, and continuing the work that they've been doing and what they hope to achieve with the with the two meetings with PNG and Unilever. And not just for that, but just to call other organizations, especially those that are focused on consumers, to, to be part of this movement and to ask you and I to be part of something that's bigger than ourselves and not necessarily in the big grandeur, you know, statements that we can make, but in the little things and the way that we interact with each other and the way that we give back in our thoughts of what it is to give back, even just to someone that you know is struggling in in those little ways, which are actually the big ways. I had an amazing conversation with Justine and we had a powerful Sisterhood Hour conversations moment um, towards the end and even I got stumped, but it was incredible. It was needed, and I think it was the best way for me to start a Monday. So I hope you have a really great time listening to our conversation, and um, let me know your thoughts and what you think about it. So welcome to Sisterhood Our Conversations. Thank you for listening. Hi, Justine. Hello. How are you? Sorry about all of the technical issues. It's okay, Sarah said. Oh my goodness. It was because we tried to put a camera on um, and it just completely, my computer did not like it at all. <laughs> oh no. It was like, no, what are you doing, Justine? What are you doing? 
Yeah, I know. I am so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Don't stress. How are you? Ah, good. Um, yeah. Yes, I am. I'm actually five months pregnant. I don't know if anyone told you. So I saw on Instagram you're having a little girl. Congratulations. Thank you. It's really exciting. But I am struggling to breathe a little bit. So <laughs> oh, yeah. um, if I'm a little out of breath, it's because I've got a baby sitting on my lungs. Okay. As as they do that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing good. It's Monday morning this side, and I believe it's probably 7 p.m. just after 7 p.m. your end. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Wow. And how was Monday on your side? It was good. So you've got a good day ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Positive vibes. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> So Justine, thank you so much for your time and joining us this morning on Sisterhood Hour Conversations. I am so excited to have this conversation with you specifically because, I mean, you're the the female energy on, on this amazing initiative, um, No Small Plan, but also behind Thank You. So, I mean, just to, to get started, please tell us about yourself as well as Thank You. Sure. Um, well, I grew up in um, the top of Australia um, at a place called Mackay. Um, I, um, you know, from an early age, from as young as 12, I had a teacher talking to me actually about how she visited Africa and Indonesia and different places. And for me, I just wanted to experience for myself um, and um, when I was 14, I had the opportunity to go to um, Indonesia, actually. Wow. Um, my um, parents uh, encouraged me to raise every cent myself, so I had to do a lot of fundraising, um, which was a lot of work for a 14-year-old. But <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. And, um, and then we, you know, I went out on a plane and, you know, it was there I actually encountered poverty for the first time and um, the reality of it. And so for me, I, I realised that, like, I couldn't keep going, like, living life like the way I, I had been, even as a 14-year-old. I, I knew that whatever I did when I grew up, I wanted to be able to help make a difference, uh, you know, in eradicating extreme poverty. And so as the years went on, I met this charming young 19-year-old, <laughs> also known as Daniel Flynn. Um, and he shared with me his idea and, you know, he was really um, confronted by how this one world we live in, we've got two extremes. Mm -hmm. On one stream, we're spending $63 trillion worldwide on stuff, like stuff. Yeah. And at the same time, and this is pre-COVID, these stats, at the same time, there was 763 million people living in extreme poverty. Mm. And for us, it just didn't make sense. And it was like, well, if people are buying stuff anyway, maybe we can create something and, and create a business where people buy. And then with the money that's made from that, it actually goes to help people who really need it the most. And that's where we started this idea of thank you. Mm. The prize, um, which, you know, exists for the sole purpose of eradicating extreme poverty um, through consumer products that we sell in supermarkets. So uh, here we are today. Um, we're 12 years into the journey. And um, yeah, it's been a wild ride and a wild one. 
I can absolutely imagine, especially like when you when you're a young person and you're that aware of the the extremes that um, society has, and to have that stick with you, and to then start something later on to try make a difference in in any big or small way. I mean, that's a big thing, and I mean. I think one of the things that I've picked up a lot in terms of 2020 and COVID-19, the pandemic, conscious business and social enterprise have come to the fore. Um, I mean, they've always been very important and they've always been just part of the space that we're in. But you say, I mean, as you say, capitalism and consumerism are the driving forces of a lot of economies. Um, But in terms of the, do you think that um, like 2020, especially COVID-19, the pandemic has led more people to realize that the capitalist mindset does not really encourage caring for your neighbor um, and the way that we needed to do things had to be different, especially during the most um, difficult periods of lockdown. Like you couldn't just be about yourself. You had to be aware of, do you have an elderly neighbor or a sickly neighbor? Do you have family? How do you reach out to family and and connect with them and be able to make sure that they're okay? Do you think that um, this period has especially has switched our mindsets and made people more aware of how we spend and how we consume? Yeah, look, I, I agree. Look, this pandemic, I believe, has mm. brought out the best and the worst in us, right? Like mm. it's all the best in us when the, when the lockdown first started happening, everyone was looking out for each other. But then mm. at the same time there was panic buying in supermarkets. I don't know mm. what happened in South Africa. But oh, it happened. Out. We had a whole toilet paper situation. Yes, we couldn't buy any toilet paper because people yeah. were stealing toilet paper off each other and having punch-ups in supermarkets. Mm the toilet paper um but you know i think as it's as the months have gone on and we've seen how dire the situation is i think there's been an undoing in the world like i think the whole world has kind of come to a place where we realize how fragile we are and we realize that the systems that we've built are not the systems that are going to get us into the future and and that you know, in, in so many different ways, we need to rebuild and rechallenge some of the systems that we've got in place. And how we consume product is definitely one of them. And I, I'd say for sure um, the, the big corporates are seeing it more than ever. Already purpose was on the agenda, but I think now more than ever, it's not that it's just on the agenda. I think it's an absolute necessary um, that we need to step forward in the way in which we give and which we um, consume in a way that's looking out for those around us. No, that's uh, that's absolutely incredible because what you're saying is true because more and more, even the conversations that we're having and not even just on media and social media, but one-on-ones, even with some of my friends, um, even with my husband and I, it's, we're, we're trying to be like okay so what's next what how do we mm-hmm. how do we go into the world how are we going to live our lives and how are we going to make sure that we leave a, a lasting legacy for our daughter because she's almost three Aww. so and also the lessons that we want to teach her mm-hmm. and ensure that she remembers and that um, those values are instilled in her mm-hmm. and that she can go out into the world and you know just carry on the legacy that we are trying to build and ensure that she does it in her own way as well and it's 
it's such a mind shift, but I think also, as you're saying, it's like a necessary mind shift because we can't continue the way that we have been going. And now you're asking on a very big scale, <laughs> you're asking people to say, okay, I'm in, like, are you? And tapping the person on the shoulder and be like, hey, my friend, mom, <laughs> dad, sister, brother, stranger, are you in? And you're taking it a step further and you're challenging and invite, no, I wouldn't even want to say challenging, you're inviting and encouraging the Unilevers and Procter and & Gamble to join in on this. And I mean, how did you even get to that point <laughs> to, to say, okay, so it's not enough for us as, as day-to-day people. You're now saying big corporates come to the party. I know. Well, it is a bit of a bold, crazy move that we're doing, <laughs> especially to launch a global campaign in the middle of the mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, But, you know, during the last few months, we've actually made $10 million that we've been able to give to impactful change makers on the ground because we sell sanitizer, you know. And so if that's how much we've been able to make just in Australia alone, can you imagine how much it would have been if it was in your country and in America and the UK and all around the world, like Japan, India, like it's just mind-blowing and and the thing is is that these big corporates um so unilever and png are the two that we're calling out but we've also gone to 11 sorry nine of their partners uh sorry not partners competitors (laughs) Um, we've gone out to to nine of their competitors as well to invite them to come and say look they've already got the resource they've already got the scale they've already got the boots on the ground and they've got deep pockets to be able to invest into country launches and so you know it's an opportunity for them to take on uh, this movement that it already exists very strongly in Australia and already we've had like seriously thousands of people from 80 different countries jump in and say I'm in IU uh, to PNG and to Unilever and so it's been remarkable to see how many people have jumped on board um mm-hmm. actually I saw a post today of someone who literally jumped into a pool <laughs> with all these <laughs> to say I'm in IU um <laughs> There's just some really amazing content coming through of people using mm. creativity to get their attention. Yeah. So, yeah. It's no, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's quite brave. I mean, very, very daring, as you say. And I mean, you've got the the meeting set up with them this week and to yeah. start the conversations yeah. with them. And I mean, how how do you think they how, have they actually reached out to you off social media to just try and find out exactly what's your angle? What are you thinking of doing? Has there been those conversations or they're just waiting for the meeting? Yeah, we have had some uh, some meetings. Actually, to give context, I don't know if you saw, but we sent Unilever and PNG a, a, an invite in a great yes. via a glass truck to their head offices. Yes, uh, I saw um, But that also gave them all the details as well as to what mm. we're asking. Mm. And yes, we've had some conversations um, and so far it's been quite encouraging. So far they've understood that this is an invitation and that, um, you know, we're inviting them um, to come and partner with us. And so there's been some great um, conversations and, um, yeah, we look forward to see how the meetings go starting tomorrow, so for the rest of the week. Okay. And with regards to, I mean, the 
the beauty of what you're doing, you're calling on partners and it's not just the big name partners, it's the NGOs that you're also working with and individuals who want to come on board. Mm -hmm. How were specifically your impact partners selected? Yeah, we, it was it was quite a, um, a process for us. We've got a, um, a methodology which you can kind of look into more detail of it because it's quite detailed. You can have a look at thankyou.co slash impact and it talks about our giving methodology there. Um, but what we're really looking at is like there's four four different things. One is that um, are they impact-driven to create measurable positive change through their programs? Um, another one is that they're thinking critically about systems change. So they, they know that... Um, poverty uh, is is not just a simple fix it is a very complex system and they're looking at you know um, just not that one-size-fits-all approach um, they're working with government they're working with business communities drawing on local expertise and knowledge um, uh, some of the things that they're looking at another thing is that they have an end game so they know that um, it's only sustainable if their um, partner can transition um, and you know it can be handed on to the community to be able to take on or government or you know <laughs> or both yeah. um, and <laughs> then the other one is that they have a remarkable team because we really believe part of Yes, thank you is that everything is by the people and so you know we, we also look at the people who are you know part of the program as well or organization sure that's i mean look it's it's not a case of you just identify someone and you go the go with them and you just hope for the best it sounds like you really do ensure that you partner with individuals who are in it for the long run and um they really do want to I mean, create the impact that's necessary to move not just society forward, but the communities and the different environments they are part of. Because like you say, um, those organizations understand what the need is on the ground level and they be able to say, OK, this is what we need and this is how we can come on, to, um, on board with Thank You and Thank You can help in terms of supporting that. And with regards to the business, I mean, you it, it's across 190 countries that you're trying to get into. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the questions was, um, why not scale the business yourself? I mean, why the, the partnership? I mean, you've touched on the partnership, but just to kind of take it back a little bit, why not scale it yourself? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I'm glad you asked. I think originally, if you wound back the clock, maybe two years ago we would have, without a doubt it would have been our only option was that we would do it ourselves there would be no way we would partner with these big organizations right um but we've learned so much in the last few years and one of them was actually our launch into new zealand um a lot of people thought that we were crazy for our next launch to be in New Zealand because it is a small company to us uh, sorry country to Australia um, but it actually has taught us so much because it's a test market to the world and one of the things that we've learned is that um, you know by, by going into New Zealand you know we, we need boots on the ground um, we you know a lot of resource there we need to know the market and know it really well uh, and we and one of the things that we realized as well is that we we're up against um other products that had been in the market for a lot longer by the multinational companies who had much deeper pockets to mm. against us and so 
it, it would have just taken us a lot longer investment in order to to do that. And so one of the things that we've realized is we can do it ourselves into 190 countries, but it'd probably take us about 190 years. <laughs> one country a year. We, to us, like we look at the why we're doing this, right? And like right now we look at how many people, especially now during the pandemic where we have so many nations on the brink of famine and there are people that are waiting in the balance and they can't they can't wait for us to wait you know a few decades in order for us to get our act together we need to do something now and if we can partner with these organizations who already have the resource who already have the structure set up if we can partner with them we can scale quicker to make a bigger impact quicker and that's the Mm, okay no that makes sense because i mean it's i mean who better to ask what's needed in a particular country than the people who are there and who's i mean speak the language know the culture know the dynamics and will be able to advise you properly as opposed to you going in and trying to learn all of that i mean it does save you a bit of time mm -hmm. um and i mean like you say i mean 190 countries 190 years that that's quite a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> But, I mean, for me as, as Pumeza, I mean, I'm looking at the campaign and I get it. You know, I get and it makes sense. And, I mean, I think it's, it's a really powerful campaign. And it's not just w for one region because global poverty, extreme poverty, that's a global issue and has been for, for many, many years. I mean, I look at South Africa. We also have, you know, the, the, the two extremes. You have the extremely um, wealthy and the extremely poor. And, you know, people are just trying to make ends meet on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and the struggles are mm -hmm. real. And with this year, especially with the pandemic, it's just exposed so much in terms yeah. of what's still needed yeah. to be able to ensure that people not just make it, but just survive yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis. And I mean, my definition of survival is different from somebody who is just trying to put food on the table and to, to get their child um, in terms of medication or just assistance in, in, in the way that they need it. Mm -hmm. But a lot mm -hmm. of people would look at this campaign and they would maybe say to themselves, but why should I care? Mm -hmm. You know, I have a million and one of my own stresses. I can barely cope. Yeah. But now I need to think about the next person who may not even be related to me because, I mean, speaking of own relations, you try to help them. But now you're asking me to care about a stranger. Mm -hmm. How, like, how, how do you even start that conversation? Because, I mean, it's hard. And you can, you can probably understand why they would be asking that. So why should a person care? Why should they you know, be part of this and encourage others to be part of it. Yeah. Look, when a couple of years ago, I was in um, far north India in an in a area called Assam. And I, I just sort of walked away from the group that I was with to go to the bathroom. And as I came out, there was a young girl who met me called Lena. Um, and showed me how to wash the hand, my hands in the well and everything. And then she said, my name is Lena in English. And, uh, and then she said, you are my sister. Oh. And it was this moment for me where I, you know, and she went and wrote it on a piece of paper and I could tell that she didn't have much paper. Um, so she ripped a little corner off. And so I knew it meant so much to her that she gave me mm -hmm. a piece of paper that had my name and then you are my sister. Mm -hmm. 
And it, and it really resonated to me that like, wow, like she, she is my sister and I imagined my own sister in this environment. Mm-hmm. And as I walked away from that village and we drove away and then I, we flew away over to another, like back home to Australia, it was a realization mm-hmm. that even though I'm so far away and so far removed, if my sister was in this situation, what would I be doing? How would I be living my life and what would I give? And and that was a moment for me of realizing that we seem so disconnected, but yet we're not. You know, we're all so connected in such a way. And the heart of thank you, right, is is that you know, like even when we existed, we we understood that like everybody might not be in a position to give to charity, but they might be buying hand wash or they might be buying sanitizer so if you're going to buy hand washing you're going to buy sanitizer you may as well buy a brand that's helping to give to people in need and the thing with this campaign is we are asking people to do a little bit more just for this campaign right (laughs) we're asking them to post a post and just say unilever and 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 png are you in you know and we are that's all we're asking or to share the video that we've got at thankyou.co but um you know it's setting us up for the future so that these products can be available in your country. So then you can buy products that are helping um, people in need. Uh, Look, when you put it that way, in terms of, I mean, the story that you just shared, it's okay. It it hits home. It really does hit home. And I think that's, that's something that it, it tugs at the heartstrings and whether it's a sister in terms of, blood or it's by somebody that you meet you've made an impact in their lives um i i can okay i can see i'm i'm getting a little bit emotional here <laughs> because it yeah and i think because i mean i've had a couple of conversations with a cousin of mine i mean i'm an only child so in terms of the whole like blood sister thing like i i, I don't understand it um but because i i view um some of my close cousins as my siblings um if they were to, you know, reach out and say to me, I need help, or if it's a really, really good friend that, you know, I I view as family, like if they were to reach out to me in that level, I would be able to say, okay, how can I help you? Because I know I've reached out to them and be like, oh my gosh, guys, SOS, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what's happening. I don't know how to cope. What do I do? And it's literally sending out that message just to let people know that, okay, you don't necessarily have your stuff together right now and you just need help. So this is something that just resonates in that sense because there are people who are putting up their hands saying that they that they can't cope and they're not doing okay and they just need help. But then also in that regard, in the same vein, there are people who are putting up their hand and saying, I can help. I want to help. How do I help? Um, what are the different avenues? And I think this is something in terms of thank you that is being that that marries the two you know in terms of linking everybody together and I mean oh sorry yeah like I was gonna say like sometimes it can be quite overwhelming when you see the great need Mm. like the need is so big Mm. and all the different types of needs that there are like it's honestly so big that sometimes it can be overwhelming and you're like where do I even start and one of the things that you know we encourage people is to have a look at what you've got in your hand like, you know, 
it, it could be something that you can actually give. It could be something that you can make. It could be your voice. It could be your education and whatever it is that you've got in your hand at this point in time um, that you're able to give. I feel like you, I, I know from the journey I've been on that you never lose by giving. And just by even the little that you can give, it actually makes such a big impact in someone's life. And so it's just taking that one step, you know, um, it's not having the whole world and solve everybody's problems it's just one thing at a time and I love that because you're saying that I mean just looking at your hand and seeing what you have and a lot of the time we don't think of it that way we think we have to have this massive bank balance or just rally the troops in such a big way but I mean, like you say, social media, um, being able to send an SMS or just saying, okay, I can, I've got 10 rand. Um, this is what I can give and this is all I have. But it goes such a really long way mm. and that's mm. an impact. One of the things that you just touched on now is that the, the, the overwhelming, um, the, the experience of being on this journey has been overwhelming. And there's an article that I read, um, I can't remember the source of it, but you were quoted as saying that you learned the hard way about taking care of your health and you were forced to take some time away from thank you in order to heal and recover. And I wanted to ask you, like for you personally, how did you manage to do that without, you know, feeling some sense of guilt, especially as a mom and a wife? I mean, you're expected to be superhuman as a woman and now you've committed your life journey and your work and a part of your life in such a big way um, to thank you. But how did you end up saying, okay, you know what? I need to pause. I need to take care of myself because A, the doctors are also telling me that I need to take some time yeah. out. And what, what have you learned from that that you can share with other women who are experiencing their own career, life, home life pressures that can just encourage them and just let them know that it's okay that you know you're not letting anybody down it's okay to just pause and refocus and once you're strong enough and you're ready you can start again yeah like exactly right like it was a few years ago I had this moment my body just started shutting down I I was um, getting reoccurring sicknesses and um, it got to a point where I got some tests done and the doctor said uh, you need to take three months off I thought I don't like this doctor. Let's try another one. I got three different doctors and all of them said the same thing. Um, and and by this point, my body had shut down to the point where I actually couldn't function. I was I was having I was having head spins, I was having memory loss, extreme memory loss and migraines, and my body had just stopped. And so I knew I needed to take three months. It actually ended up being nine months in total. And wow. what happened is my body went through an undoing. It wasn't probably so much my body as it was me also mentally as well, going through an undoing of realizing my identity and who I am. And also it was not about what I do, but who I am. And, um, and that was really important, but also about being present, not, not having to be perfect in everything as well. And it was this journey, it was this journey of, um, you're right about the, the guilt, the mum guilt side of it. That was the hardest part mm -hmm. for me. You see, I had, someone was looking after my beautiful boy, Jedediah. He was only three at the time and he was in the room next to me. And for some reason it was okay for me to go to work five 
days a week and leave him in care. But it, now he's in the room next to me and I can hear him playing and I'm like, I'm not there to be his mum. And that was that was really hard um, in that process. And so uh, a new, okay, this is just a season and I need to get strong. And I think one of the things that we forget as women is that we can't give out of an empty cup. And so we're okay to give, 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 give to everyone that we give on empty and we start living our lives on, on empty instead of actually taking the time and realising that actually taking time to refuel and refill our own tank um, actually helps us to um, to give more effectively. And, you know, I also realised as well that actually energy is more important than time and money, right? Because you might have time, like I might have had time with Jedediah, but if I had energy, I couldn't, you know, really connect with him in a way that I could, like, um, I, I could effectively. And so um, I went on this journey of realising, well, then what are the things I need to do to make sure I've constantly got the energy that I need? And um, I'm still not perfect in the journey, but have definitely learnt a lot and, and definitely feel like it was transforming for me in that process. Wow. That's, um, look, as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, and as just somebody who's juggling various different balls, <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, I get it. There, there are times when even I tell myself, Meza, you need to slow down, you need to hit pause. But that voice in my head is like, no, 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 but you still got time to do this. You still yeah. have to, if, why are you taking time for yourself? You shouldn't be taking time for yourself. You have all these responsibilities. Yeah. And it's when your body starts not even just whispering to you anymore it's literally saying okay girl you need to stop you need to take a moment and I mean look I haven't gone to the extreme of three different doctors <laughs> like yourself no it look it's it's a really important thing and like you say pouring from an empty cup it's not sustainable it's not possible and I think with the work that we do in different spaces of our lives and who we we want to show up as for not only the world, but for ourselves. If we're not 100% mentally and physically strong, we'll, we'll just, we're just going to be showing up because we need to show up, not really because we feel in our hearts and in our souls that this is where I need to be and this is work that's, um, that still fulfills you. So I'm glad that you, you eventually listened and you took some time out for yourself. I mean, you have a second little one on yeah. the way, so that's... That's also going to be a new adventure. <laughs> Do you, did you find that, you know, you mentioned all the responsibilities that you have. Do you find yeah. that, like, yeah. there's, there's all these expectations on you and you have to do them all and you don't get to choose? Like, that's, that's kind of how I was feeling. Like, I felt like, yeah. I felt like there was so much expectation from this place, from that place, from everywhere, and that I had to do everything. And I felt like I was on a treadmill that, was yes. was going too fast that I couldn't keep up, and yeah. the only way off a, a treadmill is a is a disaster, right? That won't that's going too fast. I, I felt like I face planted literally, and no, I yeah. I and when when I had this realization of like, oh no, actually, I get to choose my pace. I get to choose the pace, and I've heard someone talk about walking at a pace of grace, and. 
it's something oh. that I've just tried to keep in my mind, like on a day-to-day. Am I walking at a pace of grace right now? Or am I frantic and worried and stressed or this or that? Or am I walking at a pace of grace? Because we want to live our lives out of that place of grace, right? Um, so um, I think that was something that was a big thing for me to realize I wasn't a victim of all the expectations people had on me. I actually put myself in that situation and I could actually choose the expectations that were on me and that was that was a big um, learning curve for me too in that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's a whole other class right there. <laughs> no, um I think you you touched a nerve. Um I think the, the amazing thing about these conversations on the podcast and the Twitter chats is that there's always something that is revealed to me um, through conversation by the other person. So everything that you, you just said now in terms of the expectations that um, I feel have been placed on me, like a lot of them also I've, I've kind of created for myself because I think that is what is expected of me. So I need to be this individual and perform at this level and be this person and be this mom and be this wife and be like all Mm -hmm. these different things. And I've Mm -hmm. never um, consciously and taken the time, like the real true time that is required of me to say, okay, what is not working for me? And to, and to follow through in terms of, doing the work and the unlearning um i usually like i'll i'll recognize something then i'll be like okay i need to unlearn that then i start unlearning then i'm like okay no it's too painful because now it's taking a little bit more time and there's not enough tissues in the world (laughs) um then i stop because it's that level of fear but also because of that process there are those conversations with the people around you that need to take place because it's these expectations that we build and are given to us, but it also requires those moments when you have some hard truths and hard conversations and say to the person, look, like the superwoman thing, nah, mm-mm, it's not working for me. <laughs> and and like you say, in terms of offering ourselves that amount of grace, we're good, we're giving it to the rest of the world, but now to to give it to ourselves that that's that's extra hard for me because I feel like I'm giving myself like a a get out of jail card you know which isn't the case it's it's I'm allowing myself to just Mm -hmm. take a pause and to say okay you know what what's working what's not working what do I need to just figure out about myself and the process of my own journey and and being okay with that so it's Sure. Wow. I asked you one question and you just asked me a question. Just interviewing <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh my word. No, Justine, that was amazing. I um I'm in awe of the work that you guys are doing. I mean, yo, Team Flynn, you guys are amazing. <laughs> and it's and I'm so excited for the next steps. I'm so excited for the meetings taking place. Um, and I'm glad that people are, you know, on on board and they are they really believe in what you're doing from all um, corners of the world. I'm seeing the posts, I'm loving the posts and it's genuine, it's authentic. Um, it's about helping the next person. And I love that about it. And I think the world is moving into a more conscious state and being 
being more present in not only our own lives, but wanting to make yeah. impact, um, positive yeah. impact in other people's lives as well for not just this generation, but our kids' generation and the generations afterwards. So you're doing amazing work. So thank mm-hmm. you for what you're doing. And thank you so much for your time. No thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor talking with you. You're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. And that is Sister of Our Conversations, Australia edition. Wow. <laughs> thank you so much, Justine. I really, really appreciate oh, it. It's thank so you. fun. It's my pleasure. Awesome. All right. Are we, are we going through? Yeah. We, yes, we're going to go to okay. Twitter now. Um, hopefully I don't have as many technical issues. <laughs> Um, I'm struggling to get Twitter to download onto my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I do everything on my phone. Like I'm recording now the podcast off my phone, and yeah, no, it's like the only way I can function. So good. All right, I'm going to um, try a few things. Um, Here we go. Okay, cool. Awesome. Bye. Chat soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.